0: gentlemen welcome to episode 29 of he book she book i'm mike
1: and i'm becca and we are going to go over just wwe today because we are going to have a bonus episode this week for all things aew dynamite rampage and of course their pay-per-view all out that is airing sunday night
0: yeah no aew talk today we're just covering raw smackdown nxt and i guess what's going on in the future. like things like extreme rules. We know we have a Saudi show call- coming up, the Crown Jewel again. Uh, we've had some Goldberg references. We had a Goldberg promo this week, which yeah, was kind of weird.
1: I just don't care about, about Goldberg. Yeah, let's just
0: kind of, let's get that out of the way real quick because at some point during Raw, we have this video of Goldberg coming out of like what looked like a hardware store, basically. Uh, Yeah,
1: like he was just running errands for the day, and like the paparazzi caught him. Like that's what it looked like. It was so late. Awful
0: coke bottle lens sunglasses. The
1: sunglasses were awful. Oh my god! Like
0: it was 1998, and he basically says that he doesn't care about the WWE championship anymore, and that he just wants to basically kill Bobby Lashley. uh, Yeah, he was coming for
1: his soul.
0: Yeah, which like all of a sudden we're the Undertaker now
1: it doesn't make any sense.
0: Goldberg when he banged his head really hard in Saudi Arabia a couple years ago has just never been the same. Yeah,
1: he's never recovered. And now from he that.
0: thinks he's the Undertaker. So he's going to take <laughs> Bobby Lashley's soul at Crown Jewel, whatever that means. Uh, as long as he doesn't take the title, I don't care. Take his soul, well, take his arms, Well, he said he arms, doesn't whatever. care
1: about the title anymore. He just wants to Which take is his nice. soul now.
0: Which makes the du- makes the championship feel really important.
1: Yeah, right. When the
0: guy that is going to face your champion doesn't care about it and I mean, we're gonna get Bobby Lashley defending that title probably at Extreme Rules, uh, so we would assume he's gonna win that and then take on Goldberg for a title Goldberg doesn't care about.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see Goldberg winning the match in Saudi Arabia anyway.
0: No, I mean not that if the would titles be, on the line. That would be a mess. Um, but I mean, Bobby's been a really solid champion, and to end this reign now would be foolish. Uh, but Damian Priest thinks that he's a better champion. Because he opens up Raw saying that he, as United States champion, is a better champion than Bobby Lashley.
1: Yeah, because Bobby Lashley left in the middle of their match last week,
0: which was not for a championship.
1: Yeah, but it was still like the champion just bounced, and he's saying that he would not. So, therefore, he issues an open challenge for his championship, and Broken Face Sheamus comes back as if we care about Sheamus. And then Drew McIntyre interrupts, so like Drew and Sheamus are back to being a little bit of a, a beef there.
0: Well, the weird thing about this Raw is that they advertised a few matches, and none of those matches happened this week. Yeah, they advertised that we were going to get Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. That didn't happen, Mm-mm. and instead we get like this. I mean, everybody comes out for this opening of Raw. We got. Priest comes out, Sheamus comes out, Drew McIntyre comes out, Lashley, RK Bro, MVP is obviously here. And Lashley just, he doesn't care about anything other than just being the champion. And he's smart because he's a businessman. He gets that, like, why would he put his body on the line to help Sheamus? Like, Damian Priest isn't getting that aspect of it. Um, but Damian Priest wants to defend that championship tonight, and he's going to and he's going to take on Drew McIntyre and Sheamus.
1: Yeah, it was a triple threat match.
0: And this match banged.
1: And it was long. This was a
0: long match it with was three a very big dudes. good
1: very good yeah. match. Very good. I just I mean Drew win, or not Drew <laughs> Damian Priest wins by pinning Drew and he did it clean.
0: Yeah, which was a big surprise. Um that's a big moment for Damian Priest and I get like after watching the match I was like okay, I'm not too mad. That they did this false advertising thing again, which is always the case. It's card subject to change. We know that. Uh, But this triple threat match was really good, and it made Damian Priest look legit.
1: Yeah, it did. And I think they're back on a Damian Priest push.
0: Which, sure, whatever. I'm not too into Damian Priest. He's not bad, but I just don't... He's
1: definitely growing on me.
0: Let him grow on you, then. Because he's he's just not for me yet. Um, if we're going to do the United States Open Challenge thing again, I'm I'm super down for that.
1: Yeah, I like that, that he came out and did that. I mean, I didn't necessarily like that all of this ended because everybody kept coming out and interrupting, and it ended with Sonya and Adam coming out and putting this triple threat in place and then also putting a match between RK-Bro against Bobby Lashley and MVP for the tag team titles later. But, like, we could have done an Open Challenge without having that Open Challenge as a triple threat. But... I liked this match, yeah. So this, it's fine. Yeah,
0: I'll take it if this is what we're gonna do for like if we're doing open challenges again, circle yeah. like John Cena from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm into it as long as it's like we can bring up some new people. Like exactly. Raw needs some an injection of new everyone. Exactly, at this
1: putting point. Sheamus in it and putting Drew McIntyre might not be the best th- like this week fine yeah. next week give me a new face give me somebody i haven't seen in a while if it's not going to be a new face you know
0: bring up yeah bring some nxt people up we don't know where austin theory has been for weeks yeah let he's him come up and have a chance.
1: open challenge austin theory would be awesome
0: yeah and i i'm not sure if the crowd would necessarily respond to austin Theory, because i don't know how many people know who he is but that's what I want in like an open challenge kind of deal. I don't want guys like Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet and stuff like I really that, where think it's like Humberto guys would that be just,
1: the next one. Well
0: that's the thing is it's just guys that we know are gonna lose. Exactly. And guys that we've seen repeatedly lose. Mm-hmm. And nothing against Humberto, but like at this point I just they don't seem to care about him. No. And there's certain guys on this roster that have just become enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. Where their job is to make other people look good and lose. And unfortunately, like we used to have years ago, they'd pull just random people, right? You you get like random indie workers. I guess COVID kind of stopped that.
1: Yeah, and like local guys, I always thought. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: that was great because nobody looks bad, right? Exactly. But they've made guys like Ricochet and Humberto and others, those enhancement talents. And it's just hard to, like, if Humberto comes out to face Damian Priest. I'm gonna know Damian Priest is winning this match. Yeah,
1: I'm not at all going to think that Umberto's winning that.
0: No. And I mean they could always just kinda pull a fast one and and give him the title, but I I like
1: he went against Karrion Cross this week, Umberto, and lost. Like he did exactly what you're saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like guys like that are now just your job is to make other people look good and that's fine.
1: Yeah. Because Somebody kinda... needs to make Karrion Cross look good.
0: Exactly. And you know what doesn't make Karrion Cross look good? <laughs> this stupid outfit he continues to wear. Oh, it, it's this awful. week was better, though.
1: No, it was the same thing.
0: It wasn't. It was, like, darker.
1: It was the same thing. It was less... Thing like it was the same thing
0: yeah it was like less late night amsterdam-y feel
1: <laughs> it's the same thing
0: but like yeah just it's not working guys
1: it's and not good
0: wwe has like a habit of like if you don't like it we're gonna make you like it yeah but you're not gonna to to make you. me like that i'm not gonna ever like this no where is scarlet
1: <laughs> she's still m.i.a
0: someone go track down scarlet because karrion cross needs something to make us care about i him.
1: wonder if he would do if he would come in for the U.S. championship, like if there was another open challenge, I feel like Karrion Cross would be a face that we would see doing that.
0: And that would be fine. Yeah. I don't think Karrion Cross would win that match. No, but I like, don't it want could him at least... to win
1: it, but I could see him being a face that shows up for an open challenge.
0: Yeah, like I, I need, if Carrying Cross wants to do that, that's fine. And if they want to put him in that position, but I feel like he's going to lose. But as long as he actually makes it seem like it's a real one-on-one like contest... Yeah, and that he's getting close to beating Damian Priest at least, it's fine. You can look, you can look good and lose. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you do it repeatedly, we think you're just a loser.
1: Yeah, and then why would we want to root for you?
0: Which is what Humberto Carrillo is, yeah. and Caring Cross. Yeah, Caring Cross comes out, dumb outfit again, beats Humberto Carrillo, and we are all supposed to care about that.
1: I don't, and which is a shame because Caring Cross is winning, and I still do not care.
0: No, it's because, what is he? They've done no, and they've done this with a few people on the main roster when they bring them up from NXT, is they have a gimmick in NXT, and then we're all supposed to just assume they're the same thing on the main roster without any of the fixings. Yeah. Like, a lot of that crowd just doesn't know who Carrying Cross is. Like, they're assuming that NXT gets watched, and then it all will translate. Like, Carrying Cross was not popular in NXT. yeah. So why keep him doing the same thing that he wasn't popular doing and just do the same thing on the main roster? But now you have a dumb outfit.
1: Well, listen, he's memorable now because of that dumb outfit.
0: Yeah, but not in a good way.
1: Doesn't matter. He's still memorable.
0: I mean, I yeah, we're talking about Any him. Any attention I guess is, that works. is
1: good attention at this point. We're talking about him. We've just dedicated time to him, even though he was on my list of things not to talk about today. And Surprise. there we go. Yeah. You know,
0: somebody go find Scarlett. And then we're not going to talk about carrying cross on this podcast until Scarlet comes out. <laughs> That's the deal we've made. Um, will we live up to it? Probably not. Keep watching every Monday,
1: wherever listening. you get your
0: podcasts. Watching, listening, whatever you do.
1: Something I always want to talk about is RK Bro, and they were part of this mess too. Because for some reason, they came out. Well, Randy is saying how Lashley's greedy because Lashley came out wanting to be part of this open challenge for the U.S. championship. So he calls him greedy. It's a whole thing back and forth. And then they turn around and say he doesn't care what second title he has. He'll go after the tag team titles. So when Sonya and Adam come back out later, they turn around and say not only is that triple threat match happening, RK-Bro versus MVP and Bobby Lashley for the tag team championships is also happening So this match happens at the end of the night. I'm pretty sure it closed the show. It was interesting. Omos and AJ interfered in this match. Uh, Brandy just, like, was on the outskirts for a lot of it, fighting with them, and Riddle pinned MVP.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assumed when this match was made that MVP is in there to take the fall.
1: Yeah, of course. They're not going to have Lashley take the fall. Of course.
0: And then, you know, Lashley ends up spearing... Matt riddle after the match and then Randy ends up closing the night out with yep. an RKO to Bobby Lashley.
1: It was beautiful
0: and that makes me think that it's not a bad idea for Randy to be that next challenger for Bobby Lashley I mean if we're gonna do if we're gonna do Bobby and Goldberg at Saudi Arabia. Right, whenever that show is, I, I don't know if they have like a specific date yet, but I know. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they've announced it.
0: We do have a date for Extreme Rules, and Bobby needs a dance partner. Yeah, and Damian Priest is taken up. Drew McIntyre would be a good first feud for. Yeah, but he
1: not for Priest.
0: I was thinking for Priest just because, oh, okay. like, as revenge for like taking that pin, but
1: I thought you were gonna say for Lashley, and I was gonna say he can He's not yeah, allowed no, to go against Lashley. Lashley anymore.
0: As I'm saying, like Bobby Lashley is losing. He's running out of people to face.
1: I think at it the would top. be cool to see Randy, but I don't want Randy to give up the tag team titles in the process. Like I want Randy and Riddle to be the tag team champions and then go against Lashley. But now that you're saying this, if Lashley and Orton were going against each other, I feel like they would drop the titles.
0: I don't they don't need to necessarily drop the titles, and I don't know if Randy wants to work double duty on any show yeah. and have two matches but that's still what I'm saying. I mean we could do AJ Styles and Omos again versus Team RK Bro but that's the problem is Raw's main event like scene mm-hmm. is crowded but thin at the same time
1: Well, I There's not a lot of
0: people at the top that Bobby can face next.
1: Rumor has it that uh Xavier Woods is in this like this coming Monday, there's going to be this tag team turmoil that's happening with seven tag teams, and Kofi Kingston's back. So if RK Bro did have to lose the titles in order to get Randy in this one-on-one match, I wouldn't want it to go back to AJ and I would want it to go back to the New Day. And with Kofi being back, Xavier being back, it, it could potentially work. I'm not sure exactly what that seven tag team turmoil match is even for.
0: I think it's for a shot at the championships. Probably at Extreme Rules.
1: Okay, that would, would be make my sense. guess.
0: But yeah, I mean, I'm not RK Bro is not going to be a long reigning no. tag team champions. I don't think.
1: No, I'd like them to have a shot though.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I they've don't, been
1: it for like a week. Like they don't need to give it up now, you know.
0: Yes, and that's why, like, that's the issue here is that there's not a lot of people that can challenge Bobby Lashley, and like Matt Riddle would be a great person to challenge him because Matt Riddle beat Bobby Lashley for the US championship before Lashley went on to win the WWE championship mm-hmm. and there that storyline's already there but like do we have Randy first and then Bobby beats Randy and then Riddle can avenge Randy's loss like there's guys that can be in that main event scene but like the raw I don't know man they need a they need to shake up bad
1: they definitely do because we've been saying this for for months now. I feel like when, especially before SmackDown's women's roster grew to what it is now, we were saying that the only thing Raw really had going for them was the women's roster, and now they don't even have that going for them. And it's no. like Raw has just been on these this decline, and it's it's a shame. And as Superstar Shake Up a draft, whatever they want to call it this time around would be the best thing to happen to the WWE, especially with all of the awesome shit that is happening in AEW.
0: Yeah, I mean they need something to freshen up this product because again, Raw is the three hour show and it seems the thinnest. Yeah, but we have way too many segments and we're not gonna talk about it, but like Reggie is like a thing.
1: With that twenty four seven title These segments
0: every week are garbage. So garbage. I wish I could get that time
1: back in my life.
0: That's the thing is like you're a three-hour show, the, and the pro, the complaints have been there for years that Raw doesn't need to be three hours. They're never going to change that.
1: No, it's always going to be three hours.
0: And But, like, you can make it more interesting and not for just sure. have all this filler. Like, the, the women on SmackDown now, there's almost too many. Yeah. To the point that we have these dumb segments just to show them all.
1: Well, I think that's the problem that WWE falls in anyway, where they just constantly have these dumb segments. And, like, like the Reggie segment, stupid – Even like some of the, just the backstage things in general, even just to tell us that The Miz isn't going to be here for a while was a dumb segment with Morrison just being like, The Miz isn't man enough to be here, and I want to be the bigger man, so I'm going to go fight the biggest man I know and fight Omos.
0: Yeah, so like, that was one of the advertised matches where we were going to get The Miz and John Morrison, and then all of a sudden, Miz isn't here anymore, so Morrison stupidly challenges Omos... And, like, it doesn't even make any—it makes sense in, like, the dumbest way possible. Like, I'm the bigger man. I'll challenge the biggest man.
1: Yeah, it makes sense in a John Morrison way.
0: But it's just, like, why—like, John Morrison doesn't have to be stupid, especially if he's going to be the face in, like, a feud, which I don't know if they're doing anymore because we've learned that Miz got cast in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah,
1: so who knows what's going to happen with that. So yeah. But it doesn't matter because they're going back and forth— WWE in general with Raw is going back and forth with the same matches over and over again anyway. Rhea versus Shayna. We've seen it before. Nia is here because her and Shayna are still okay this week. She starts destroying everything in her path. Rhea and Nikki, I think, are going to be a tag team, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, it seems that way. Nikki was here for this match, and Nia destroys her. Rhea beats Shayna. Nia attacks Rhea. Charlotte has a match against Nia later, for whatever reason. What even was this match? You know
0: what? You just said something. Nia's finishing move to be called the Annihilator. Interesting. Right? I thought about that, because you said (laughs) Annihilator. But we'll move on, because... We are in the midst of our annual Nia Jax push.
1: It doesn't... I just...
0: Nia Jax comes out and she's here with Shayna and she says that she's going to destroy Rhea Ripley. She's going to destroy Nikki Cross and then she's going to destroy Charlotte later on in the night. Well,
1: she does destroy Rhea and she does destroy Nikki. And then what even was the match with Charlotte? What was that?
0: Genuinely one of the worst matches I've ever seen.
1: Like... Thank God...
0: Nia Jax is the only wrestler that can make Charlotte have a bad match. I was
1: just going to say this. Thank God she was in that ring with Charlotte because somebody could have seriously gotten hurt. She was in that ring with a phenomenal competitor who knows her way around the ring even when people don't. And if Charlotte wasn't the person she was facing, whoever she was facing would have been so injured... And like
0: Nia done this before with Charlotte, where they've had a match where she's almost killed Charlotte. She like broke Becky times.
1: Lynch's face. She broke ne- legitimately Becky broke her face. face. That's not a that's not a joke or I mean, like, like she literally broke her face. She
0: hurt Kyrie Sane, and like I don't want to make this a let's you know pile on Nia thing, but like Nia Jax doesn't really have a gimmick. Her whole thing is that she's the biggest woman on the roster. Yeah, basically. she's not
1: like most girls, but like
0: she's not even really strong. No, for uh, like how big she is. And it just, at some point in this match, it looked like they were legit about to throw hands.
1: Yeah, like, I thought Char- like they were And not... then just
0: stops participating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, Charlotte is desperately trying to get this match back on the, the rails here. Mm-hmm. And Naya's going to get this win, and I guess we're going to do a Naya push. So we do Naya Jax for Charlotte. But, like, my goodness, this match was all over the place like, in also, all the wrong ways.
1: Are they turning Charlotte face...
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like it.
1: Okay, because, like, that match made it seem like it. But she's one of the people that, like, we're going to boo her even though she's a face. Like, remember when Roman was a face and nobody liked Roman? Like, it's kind of the same thing.
0: It's a little bit different just because, I mean, anyone is going to be a face against Nia Jax at this point. Because the crowd just does not, like, like, I just, I don't get what Nia brings other than being the biggest woman on the roster. You know what?
1: I will say this, how I was saying how... WWE specializes in stupid backstage segments, but I like Nia in backstage segments. They're fine.
0: Yeah, is actually, like, very funny. Yeah. And, like, she, she has can, good comedic timing. Like,
1: she does her better issue, backstage than she does in the ring, which is crazy to me.
0: Well, here's the issue. And, again, I mean, this is this is a compliment to Nia, is she has a great personality. Yeah. But she constantly plays this heel role, and then they put her in this position with Charlotte where she's going to have a long match, And Naya does not do well in long matches.
1: It shouldn't be a long match. Naya's
0: matches should be five minutes long and that's pretty much it. And when I I get you want to work Charlotte in a long match to show off Charlotte, but this match just looked like all hell. Here's the the thing
1: with that though, like we're just this is kind of just a thrown together match anyway. Like there's no real reason that Charlotte should be going against Naya anyway. So it doesn't need to be a long match to show off Charlotte. We know who Charlotte Flair is.
0: I think I think we're gonna do this match again at Extreme Rules, and I really pray that this match goes five like, why minutes. Why can we and not Charlotte do wins.
1: Charlotte versus Alexa? Yeah,
0: that was weird because they had that tease they had last that week, tease, and then, then we got none of it this week.
1: Nothing. We had nothing with Alexa this week.
0: So there was rumors that Vince was like super insane this past week behind the stage or behind the scenes at Raw, where he was just ripping up scripts and he was. Rewriting the show a million times, and this seemed like oh. it was just a thrown-together show.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did did AEW having Punk have a, this man shaking in his boots? I
0: don't know. I kind of don't believe the rumors as much, because I feel like it was just somebody new that doesn't get—that Vince does this probably every week. Yeah. But, like, this did seem very thrown-together, and, like, it sometimes thrown-together works great. Like, when NXT—last uh, time they had the Saudi show— and uh, a lot of people didn't get back in time for SmackDown. They brought all the NXT people and it yeah, was an you know amazing what? That show.
1: That was such a good show. Amazing that was show. so good.
0: And like this week we got Damian Priest versus Seamus versus um, Drew McIntyre. And that was, was just great. thrown together and it was great. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's better to stay on on the you know, the trail that you created last week. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they can do with Alexa and Charlotte, and maybe it's gonna be shit. But, but it what? can't be worse than what they did with Charlotte and night It
1: can't be worse than that. And it could have been longer. Yeah. It could have been longer. It could have been great. And instead, we have this now going viral meme of them just botching this match. Yeah, It's a shame. But, yeah. I mean, at least NXT, NXT is still the same for now until next week when it changes over to whatever it's going to be come next week.
0: I'm I'm staying positive. Well, we have about to. NXT. NXT
1: is the better of the three. It needs to, st- It need- we need to have a good positive mindset going into this.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of rumors going around that I don't want to, like, get into too much just because I I want to give it a chance. I think revamping the set is a great idea because the Capitol Wrestling Center is very dark and, like, doesn't look great with, like, just the lighting it has. The crowd is kind of shit, honestly.
1: I love the lighting in NXT.
0: It, it's just it's very dark and it could use yeah. like a, a revamp of sorts and that seems like they're just going to kind of brighten up the show if they start messing with like the formula of like the actual like pacing and the wrestling then we yeah, have that's an issue. a problem but i mean we have mandy rose back in nxt
1: yeah she finally has her first match in nxt against saray and man
0: saray has this insane drop kick that she does
1: we've said it before I thought she, she killed
0: Gigi Dolan like a couple yeah. weeks ago,
1: and she just used that same move on Manny Rose. And I thought you were gonna cry.
0: Well, I mean, not the face. I know. <laughs> you know, like this woman's face is—it's
1: <laughs> her bread and it's butter. It's a work of
0: art, <laughs> and she gets drop kicked. And the whole—I mean, the gimmick we're gonna go with is probably that Saray broke her face. Yeah. And they cover her up, like they cover her face up with a towel. They leave that she gets counted out. Saray wins by count out. And then later on the night, Gigi and I just can't remember her name right now, but the other one uh, that's with them, they beat up Saray later on in the night. So I guess we're going to go with that gimmick of I would love if we're going to do Mandy Rose in like uh, the Seamus nose break thing and make it a whole like you ruined my beauty.
1: They'll end up giving her like a dumb face mask.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like she'll I, get
1: carrying Cross's face mask from Raw because people done, are like, backlashing so bad. Yeah,
0: like they've done this kind of gimmick before, where like somebody breaks their face and it's yeah. like a whole. Like Cody Rhodes did it years ago.
1: It, uh, not Becky though. When Becky's face legitimately broke, she just like well, came yeah, out just, with a broken face. Yeah, I mean
0: that was a whole different. <laughs> she animal. was just like
1: swollen and bloody, and just kept posting that way and coming out that way, and she didn't care.
0: And yeah, so Mandy is it. It it kind of seems like she's doing the same thing as Frankie Monet. But yeah. uh, Frankie Monet was here with Jesse Kamea in like just, a, I mean, I, that match wasn't great, but yeah, it was Raquel, Raquel. And maybe we're doing Raquel versus Frankie Monet, which I would actually like to see. Yeah, because, that
1: was interesting.
0: Yeah, they had to stand off. Raquel Gonzalez beats Jesse Kamea, who has been working with Frankie Monet. And after the match, Frankie Monet gets in the ring and they kind of have a little bit of a... Raquel, Frankie stare down.
1: Yeah, it was just like a little standoff. Like they didn't fight or anything. They just stared at each other, but their eye level.
0: That's the intriguing part but is yes. that Raquel has faced pretty much nothing but smaller opponents. Yeah. Like remember when Zia Lee came out and she's like a legit foot shorter.
1: Yeah. Well, that also wasn't fair. They had Raquel in heels.
0: Yes, but so like, like Dakota Kai still... is considerably smaller. Yeah. Io Shirai is considerably smaller. She's had pretty much Honestly, nothing. Honestly, but... even
1: Jesse. Jesse
0: Kamei was pretty much the same height.
1: But Jessica May is also very,
0: like, not quite there yet. You know, she basically was enhancement talent in this match as well. Mm -hmm. But I like that idea of give Raquel somebody her size. Mm -hmm. And let's see how she does. And Frankie Monet, I mean, as Taya Valkyrie for years, was one of the best female wrestlers
1: in the world. I don't think I've ever seen Frankie Monet wrestle.
0: That's that's what I'm getting at is, like, we can finally kind of showcase Frankie Monet and we can also give, what I've been saying, Raquel, another very good opponent yeah. to make her look even better. And if it's somebody that's actually her size, make that a part of the like the gimmick. Like, Frank, Make the whole storyline of the match. Frankie Monet coming out saying, you beat nothing but girls smaller than you. Yeah,
1: pick on someone your pick own size. Pick on someone
0: your own size. Here I am. And
1: yeah, I, I'm I into it. If that's that. what we're doing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm I, like I said, I've never seen her wrestle. So I'm very intrigued because I've only ever heard how good she was as a different person before she came to the wwe so i'm very intrigued to see how that goes um we also already talked about austin theory we are probably going to be on the main roster and not being here but now that we're in nxt we might as well talk about the way we were missing candace tonight too
0: well candace is busy yeah um baking a child
1: yeah well she said she'd be here when indy needed her because Indy needed her but Indy wasn't in this match this was a match between Johnny Gargano and LA Knight and in the backstage Indy is telling Johnny to just give Dexter a chance she wants him in the family they're getting married in two weeks
0: that's when Candice is going to be there because Candice is going to Indy's going to need Candice at that wedding I mm-hmm. think that's the next time we see Candice
1: I believe that you think Beth Phoenix is going to walk Indy down the aisle because Johnny won't
0: if Beth Phoenix doesn't officiate this wedding, <gasps> yeah. we've fucked up royally.
1: Oh, let's do that. I love that. I love that. So anyway, she's trying to get Dexter and Johnny to just be a team and high-five, and Johnny was so upset that she even, like, wanted him to give him a chance. They go out to, out to the ring. When Johnny comes out to do his music, and he always high-fives Austin— Dexter tried to high-five him, and he was so offended. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. You are not Austin. You will never be Austin. And (laughs) where is Austin? Somebody find Austin Theory.
1: Well, we know where he is.
0: Well, yeah, he's doing, like, dark matches, like, live events, whatever. But, like, I don't understand why. Okay, so Austin Theory ran away from home Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. right? And we have not seen him really on WWE television, since then
1: since then i think it's because people need to like forget about austin theory
0: no that's the exact opposite yeah but this way
1: when he comes back it's like a huge pop and people are like oh my god there he is yes
0: if he comes back to nxt if he just randomly pops up on a raw or smackdown people are not going to know like i don't want him answering damian priest's open challenge because i want austin back in nxt wrap up stuff with the way and like become a little bit more popular because if you go away for a while after being in NXT and then you get called up like who are you?
1: Yeah, people are going to wonder who People you are going to f-
0: exactly. People are going to forget like oh, that's the guy that was with Johnny for a while and he just disappeared. Bring Austin back, hopefully for the wedding. If he doesn't show up at the wedding, we've Ooh, got
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
0: Like he's got to he's got to be there.
1: I'm very intrigued to see how this goes. Because he should be
0: walking his sister, Indy Hartwell, <laughs> down the aisle.
1: Yeah, but I, don't you think Johnny would walk her down the aisle? It's her father.
0: I don't know I don't know if Johnny wants to be involved in this wedding no, at all. No, he
1: doesn't. But it's funny because Dexter's trying really hard. He wants to be part of this family. He caught Johnny mid-air in this match.
0: I'll say this. So LA Knight wins this match after Johnny gets distracted. He just goes for the high five because Indy wants Johnny and Dexter to high five.
1: Yeah, well, right. he, Dexter caught Johnny from fall, falling, yes. he, and then when he put him on his feet and Johnny was talking to him, he pushed Johnny out of the way and saved him from LA Knight blindsiding him, and he was helpful, so Indy was like, hey, give him the high five, like, that's your thing, give him the high five. Distracting
0: Johnny in the process. Yeah, they
1: should have done that after the match.
0: And LA Knight ends up getting the win off the distraction, I am not a and fan Dexter Loomis' face
1: after oh, this was, was one of the funniest so things funny. I've ever
0: seen his just complete shock and awe. Mm-hmm. Like he was so close to finally being a part of the family. Yeah, and then, and he then it gets it. ripped away from him. But I'm not into I'm going to be the Wade Barrett of this whole thing. Wade Barrett's very against Index. I'm also very against yeah, Index. Yeah, and
1: I'm going to be the Beth Phoenix here because I am Team Index, and I love that Beth Phoenix was wearing an Index shirt. That was very funny. Gave it to Wade Barrett, and he threw it behind him into the crowd because he just didn't care about it.
0: Yeah, like, the only thing I like about Index is Betty Phoenix's, like, love of them.
1: Yeah, she loves them. I really—you're right, though. They need to—she needs to officiate it because that would just be so perfect.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of just a perfect, perfect champion— for NXT right now in this transitional period, Samoa Joe has this backstage segment and Wade Barrett wants to know, you know, what Samoa Joe thinks is next for him. Mm -hmm. And Samoa Joe tells the real story of when he had his match last week, like the day before he was scouting talent. Yeah. And he, that is really one of his backstage roles now with WWE is Mm
1: -hmm.
0: triple H and Regal and him are trying to find that next star. And, it's awesome to have that guy be your champion. Yeah, He's actively looking for who will be the next NXT star while being the current NXT star.
1: I'm just saying it better be Pete Dunne and then Tommaso Champa, Or, I think I said this the other night when we were watching NXT too, that... I think that Champa and Dunn should have a like cuz they have like a little bit of a beef going on right now. Like yes. they have a whole storyline going on between themselves. And I think that they should have a number one contender match for the NXT championship match.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I'm not against making it a triple threat just because that way Joe can kind of pin one of them and then face the other one next. Um, but I th- Oh,
1: I like the idea. I was thinking just like Champa versus Dunn and then whoever wins that goes against Samoa Joe.
0: Yeah, and in that case Pete Dunne has to win.
1: I it's such a shame because Champa is my favorite person on NXT. I love him, but I do want Pete Dunne to go against Samoa Joe. I've been saying it for since Samoa yep. Joe came back to NXT, I want Pete Dunne against Samoa Joe. But I do love Champa. I love that he's in this like feud right now with Pete Dunne. I do think that it could be something cool. Have him go against Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne could win the championship from Samoa Joe, and then Champa could come up and be like, all right, I want a shot at this championship. I don't know. There's a lot of things changing with NXT, so we're going to have to wait until next week to discuss it more because next week we'll have a little bit of a better inkling of what is actually changing.
0: Yeah, I mean, NXT has that advantage of there's always just a recurring recycling of new parts. Yes, Right where there's just new challengers, there's new stars. They're always making, as opposed to like the main roster where we kind of get the same thing over and over again. On SmackDown, we're gonna get something pretty new. Is Usos and Street Profits.
1: And I love it. Such great tag teams just going against each other.
0: And I mean, the fight ends up in a DQ.
1: Like what a way to open the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, like tag team matches always are good to open the show. Because uh, you can get the crowd involvement in it. Yeah. And you can have those big comebacks. But the Street Profits are going to end up being the ones standing tall after this DQ.
1: Yeah, and they kept fighting. Like, the Usos and the Street Profits, after the DQ happened, they just kept going. And then the Street Profits were the ones to stand tall at the very end.
0: And, we I mean, I guess we're getting Usos and Street Profits probably Extreme Rules. Cool. And Roman is not in any mood. To where the Usos losing those titles is gonna be good for them.
1: No, and I, it's funny because I used to just like not care about this, but I do think it's great that they have Roman in his locker room. They still have that real mob boss style of him just like watching the match from his locker room.
0: And Paul Heyman just being the toady on the side, making sure that he's his thirsts are quenched and he's you know not yeah. too hungry or anything like that. And Paul Heyman has one of the funniest segments this week that we've had in a while.
1: Yeah, it was so good.
0: Just because of the the sheer lunacy of it and Kayla Braxton just being sassy and our favorite backstage interviewer.
1: She's so great.
0: Paul Heyman and Kayla are talking.
1: Yes, because Roman tells him, go get my cousins. So he has to leave the locker room to go get the losers, the Usos. Of
0: course. And Paul's phones start ringing. Mm Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman's... The the ringtone going off on Paul Heyman's phone is Brock Lesnar's entrance song.
1: And it's just so funny, because the whole time I'm thinking, like, one, put your phone on vibrate if you're doing something sketch. Two, why, why would you, in general, have Brock Lesnar's theme song as his ringtone?
0: I need that to become a recurring thing, where people's phones are ringing, and it's always the theme song of whatever. Like, I want next week for Paul Heyman to, like, just, like, all of a sudden, like, just a random theme song comes on. Like, fucking Golden awesome Theories. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like every week, Paul Heyman's phone rings and it's just some random, like, old star or something like that. It was very funny to think that wrestlers have people's, like, other wrestlers' numbers in their phones and the ringtone attached is their entrance theme.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I do not know what my ringtone sounds like. I don't think I've ever turned it on since I got my phone. It's always been on vibrate, and that's something that's confusing to me right now with this. But it's obviously for the point of the whole backstage segment because he's telling Brock when he answers the phone, this is a bad time. I don't really have any privacy. Kayla is doing her best not to eavesdrop and then...
0: But she uh, but does putting her the best. microphone closer yeah, and closer two leaves
1: job at the same point. Um, and then he turns around and says, Okay, I'll deliver this message, but I don't have any privacy right now, and Brock hangs up on him. And then Paul Heyman goes to leave. And this is funny because when he first came out of that locker room, like, all right, I'm just gonna go walk to the Usos, Kayla came out of nowhere and just like stormed him, like, Hey, let's do like this a interview. true journalism. Yes. Journalist, and she. And so he storms her, or she storms him, and then when he goes to leave this time, Biggie is there, just laughing, in, of the briefcase. like yeah, Paul so he can't get away outfit. from his shit, you yeah. know.
0: And Biggie, apparently, his new gimmick is just he just laughs maniacally
1: yeah. around
0: Paul Heyman, which is weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but I mean, I'm ready for him to cash in whatever he wants. Yeah, to but cash I in. don't
1: want him to cash in on Roman.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he's gonna lose, of course. Um, But that's why we need that shake-up. Have a trade. Let's trade Drew McIntyre for Big E. Put Big E on Raw, and then now Drew McIntyre can challenge Roman because he can't challenge Bobby Lashley. That's not a bad trade. Just, even if it's not a shakeup, start doing trades or something. Just just shake this main event scene up on both shows. Um, I mean, the main event we had this week for SmackDown was absolutely fire. Yeah. We had Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. And they really had us believing for a brief second that Finn Bauer was going to take this championship.
1: Yeah, but I also, for a second, thought that Brock Lesnar was going to be the reason that Finn lost this because there was, like, a backstage promo of Paul coming into Roman and, like, getting on his knees and being, like, we have a problem and it's Brock Lesnar and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, Roman's like, we don't have a problem. You have a Brock Lesnar problem. And then he's like, is he going to be here tonight? And he's like, no, he's going to be at Madison Square Garden. He's like, how do you know that information? Why do you know that information? How do we know he's not going to be here tonight? So I was under the impression, like, "Mm, is he going to just pop up here tonight and, like, do the same thing he did at SummerSlam where he just kind of like popped up and we we're like, oh shit, Brock Lesnar's back. But it didn't happen. There was no Brock Lesnar during Finn versus Roman. Well,
0: it's because they're throwing everything at this Madison Square Garden show. Yeah. And as they should, it's been a while since they've run it and they it's always a massive show. But yeah, there was no Brock Lesnar tonight. He's going to be at Madison Square Garden, ne- uh, Madison Square Garden next week.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and Roman is still the champion. Yeah. And Roman gets this win over Finn Balor. And by just putting him to sleep. Yeah. Right?
1: And he left him sleeping.
0: And Roman is leaving. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as he's leaving, the lights flash red, and we get, like, a little heartbeat.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And Roman kind of acknowledges it.
1: Yeah, like, he, it definitely paused him. Yes. Like, he definitely stopped, and he looked around, and then he just, like, nope, nothing intimidates Roman, and he just kept walking.
0: Yeah, but the announcers did not say anything about that no but it got everyone talking it because got all of
1: us talking
0: we would assume this means demon finn
1: demon finn who i have literally a little stuffed guy sitting right next to me right now we do demon finn
0: yeah demon finn we've not seen in a very long time
1: Ugh, i can't wait for it i hope i i just hope that you had a I was not paying attention when this happened because my the man, match was over. Yeah, and my man yeah. Finn Balor lost, and I was really upset about it. And you're like, "Did you see that?" I'm like, "No, I didn't." Because like, it was Finn such a won. like a, it
0: was such a flash.
1: Yeah, and then or I was like, "Finn lost." Like I I stopped watching after that, and you rewound it and we watched it again. And just the thought of Demon Finn coming back.
0: Yeah, I, I love uh, the way Roman sold it. Yeah, because Roman knows what that is. Yeah, he doesn't want to know what it is.
1: Yeah, but like, he, he sold knows. it just like shit. Yeah.
0: But okay, I'm going to keep walking, hopefully. Yeah. This, hopefully what I just saw was just, like, me this having This is fine, this
1: is fine, we're fine, I'm fine, everything's fine.
0: Because years and years ago, when Brock Lesnar was the champion, he was supposed to face Finn at a time. And Paul Heyman put Finn over huge when he said that, like, he's the guy that Brock Lesnar is, like, the most worried about. Mm-hmm. Like, not in those specific terms, but he referenced, like, You know, he doesn't care about Roman Reigns. He doesn't care about Braun Strowman. He doesn't care about Samoa Joe. Finn Balor is the guy that Brock Lesnar has his eye on. And now years later, I mean, Paul knows what that flash was. Yeah. And
1: Paul stopped dead in his tracks, too.
0: Because, like, they both know what that is. Yeah. The issue I'm going to have is Demon Finn cannot lose to Roman Reigns.
1: No, you have to have Demon Finn win. Because if if they ruin Demon Finn the way they ruined the fiend you can't come back from that
0: well that's also the issue because you can't have demon finn beat roman reigns yeah like you like neither one of these results actually works so now it becomes the issue of can you just slow play it and we just every couple months or something do another flash every couple weeks because if we're just going to immediately go into extreme rules with demon finn versus roman reigns it needs to end in like a dq or something it can't be, we cannot have Demon Finn lose clean and we really can't have Roman Reigns lose that title yet. So, like, we're advertising something where the result, either way, is not good. Yeah. But it's gonna be dope as shit to see Demon Finn again.
1: I mean, unless they had Brock Lesnar be the reason Demon Finn, Finn loses. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm
0: getting at, is that we do Brock and Roman at, like, Crown Jewel, maybe. And Brock is the like, if we just keep costing Finn Balor the championship by, like, random guys fucking it up, like John Cena.
1: Oh, and he did make a point to say, too, like, I'm not done with John Cena. So that's going to be something interesting down the road. John Cena's busy doing his shit. When he comes back, he'll have, he already has something lined up with Finn.
0: Exactly. And, like, Finn's in a great spot. Mm -hmm. Which we were all worried about because they sent him back to NXT and he had the, the awesome Prince Balor run. They bring him back up, and they've positioned him very well. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's something about Finn Balor that Vince McMahon likes. All because... of us like
1: it. Look at that man. Like Finn... Everything about him. Finn the was way... the first
0: ever Universal Champion. Yeah, And I'm... he never lost that title. No, he did not. And he now loses to Roman Reigns, but that was just Finn Balor.
1: Yeah. That
0: wasn't the Demon Finn Balor.
1: I'm ready to see the Demon Finn again. I do miss him. Uh, but you know what's funny? Because Roman... This was for the championship match. He was defending the title on SmackDown. It's very rare that he defends the title on SmackDown. He was defending the title. And this got brought up before this match happened. The man, the champ, Becky Lynch, is here in an in-ring promo. And Bianca comes out saying something along the lines of, like, you know, Roman's defending tonight. You should follow that champion's lead, and you should also defend tonight. And Becky is just like, I do not care what Roman does. No. boss. Bullshit. So good. Well, yeah. not the boss, though, because the boss is still MIA. We don't know where Sasha Banks is. Well,
0: she was backstage at SmackDown. Didn't show up at SmackDown. I don't know what is happening with Sasha Banks. They're not telling us. We're getting, like, no clues or what's, like, an issue. Is she injured? Is she COVID? Is she pregnant? Well, I don't know she what she is. Well, she was
1: backstage, she doesn't have COVID.
0: Right? So why is she not? Is, is there? I didn't like, know why she was just, backstage. Why can't we tell? The audience what is happening with sasha banks
1: maybe she doesn't want it to be known
0: but like that's what i'm saying it's, it's just weird because we advertised that match all the way up to the second before it was supposed to happen at SummerSlam, and then they take it away and we never get any explanation
1: no and i feel like either sasha doesn't it's something personal she doesn't want like said so they're not sharing that information or sasha got in trouble and they're punishing her by just not putting her on the air but They do have Becky. Becky's still saying no. She's not doing anything. I don't think Becky's ready to wrestle. I don't.
0: Well, she better get ready because we're doing a contract signing next week on SmackDown. Yeah, they're going to be Becky versus Bianca. Yeah. If Becky's not ready and we're advertising another title match, I think
1: she'll be ready by then. I don't think she's ready to do just like TV shows right now.
0: Which is fine. She doesn't need to um, because she is a draw. She'll you know hold her off and have her fight. On the pay per view. She doesn't need to have matches every week.
1: They'll probably have Sasha like interfere with a match or something when they bring her back. I did not Which know she was fine. backstage, and that's really throwing me off because they also had Tony Storm backstage, and Ugh, they are not doing garbage. anything with her other than having her just like in this weird backstage promo with Dolph Ziggler, and he like tells Bobby Roode to just keep going so he can go hit on Tony Storm. And he's like, oh, you're gonna root for me. You're gonna be in my corner, and blah blah blah. I'm like a real creep. Yeah. And she's just like, actually, I'm I'm rooting for Rick Boogs. And as that if was I couldn't it. love
0: Tony Storm anymore. Well,
1: first off, yes, love her, love the fact that she's rooting for Rick. But what? What? Why is she not wrestling? Why is she just backstage? We have not seen her wrestle since she debuted on SmackDown.
0: We had three segments this week on SmackDown, featuring women that have been in like, you know. Uh, previous shows, but not like seen in a while. Like, we had a segment of Carmella where they're just like, Look, it's the most beautiful woman in the world. And she's just like posing backstage with like a fan, I guess, that was blowing her hair. And then Liv Morgan is just like, Really? And then that was the whole segment. Yeah, okay.
1: I forgot that even happened. We
0: had Naomi emerging from the shadows to say, To ask Sonya Deville, Hey, am I on your show yet? And Sonya's like, Nah, check back with me next week. Okay. And then we had this Tony Storm segment where she's just backstage and Dolph's hitting on her
1: so like, weird. So like,
0: four women that could all be like Utilized? Challenging, well, yeah. Utilized in any way are just in weird backstage segments where none of them get put over in any good way.
1: No. It doesn't make... None of it makes any sense. We've already said this this episode. The WWE needs to do something about their backstage promos. Their backstage segments. They're well, it, yeah, it was...
0: You had four women utilized in a combined maybe one minute. Like, just... SmackDown has had this—we had the issue of they don't have enough women. Now they have too many to the point that we have four women that are all very talented utilized in just a minute of time.
1: Like, did we even have any good female And we didn't even matches? have Shotzi and
0: Knox, who we were did, also on SmackDown. Yeah, we didn't have any real, like,
1: I'm just women's showcase. Did we even have a, a women's match? Because, like, the only thing we really had was Becky and Bianca— Saying yeah. that they were going to have a match, but they didn't have a match. They're not They're not doing it tonight.
0: That was it. That, that was, was the, it. That was the only in-ring thing that women had on this show.
1: So there was no match, and then the rest of it was just backstage bullshit.
0: Oh, and Natalia and Tamina are just no-shows, apparently.
1: Well, they pop up in weird spots, but they were not here this week. No, it's so weird.
0: Yeah, they've had some weird stuff. Cesaro and Seth have a random match as well. Um, we get a DQ because Seth's been trying to murder Cesaro. Edge comes out to try to help Cesaro. And now, we're again, we're stacking that Madison Square Garden card mm-hmm. because we're getting Edge versus Seth Rollins, too.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be good. It's going to be good.
0: They're stacking the card, man. They're stacking it hard. And we get also a KO show uh, with special guest Happy Corbin. And Logan Paul is here.
1: It's, why? Why? I'll tell you what, man. This is like the second time in the, the guy last gets like a reaction. month.
0: Yeah, but that's because he's yeah. getting huge reactions because the fans absolutely hate Logan Paul. And like we get like this square off between Logan and Kevin Owens. They push each other. Corbin ends up beating up Kevin Owens. That's that segment. We had Rick Boogs, as we previously mentioned, get a big win over Dolph Ziggler.
1: Yeah, and Corey Graves is coming around to Rick Boogs, so that's a plus. So we got Tony's on the the Boogs train, we're on the Boogs train, Corey's on the Boogs. train. The crowd's train.
0: getting on the Boogs train, man. We're hopefully getting hopefully like, we wins. get Pat
1: McAfee back soon. I'm hoping by next week that he's he feels better. There's I don't... something
0: about the guy, man. He's got electricity coursing through his veins. Yeah, he's got it he, the enough the to kill Elias. Yeah,
1: you know we still don't. We haven't seen anything for Elias since no, he said that, the Elias yeah. is dead, it. and we haven't. Well, we're. I don't think Forget we're going to see that. him for a while. He has to do a whole revamp. And when somebody does a revamp, we usually don't see them for a few I weeks.
0: know, but it was weird because we had that, like, a couple weeks in a row of, like, Elias is dead. And then, like, he burns his guitar, he has, like, a tombstone for him, and, like, I don't know. And that's know, it.
1: That's the last we know, is that Elias is dead.
0: Watch them, like, release him. And, like, that's, like, the last we see of Elias. Like, oh, I'm dead. And then they just <laughs> then they, they just, just cut release
1: him. him. Yeah. Well, I mean, rumor has it NXT people are getting released soon, so hopefully... That's not the case, and we don't have to worry about doing any of that information on our next episode because we've had really good luck running on our last few episodes of no negative wrestling talk happening. Now, we will have a bonus episode up on probably Tuesday for everything AEW with Dynamite that happened this past week, Rampage, and then, of course, All Out, the pay-per-view where CM Punk is making his debut against Darby Allin, and rumor has it, somebody else is showing up
0: yeah we will let you know
1: to somebody's
0: we will let you know who shows up at aew all out on the bonus episode coming up later on in the week
1: but in the meantime follow us everywhere at he book she book and don't forget to subscribe and catch us every monday wherever you get your podcasts
0: thanks for listening guys